Section 40 of Slave Narratives, a folk history of slavery in the United States from interviews with former slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Slave Narratives a Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various. Ex-Slave Story An Interview with Charlie Crump, 82, of Cary, Near. I was born at Evans Ferry in Lee or Chatham County, and I belonged to Mr. Davis Abernathy and his wife, Miss Vic. My pappy was named Ridge, and my mammy was named Marthy. My brothers was Stokes and Tucker, and my sisters was Lula and Lydiane. There was nine of us in all, but some of them was sold, and some of them was dead. The Abernathys wasn't good to us. We got very little to eat, nothing to wear, and a whole lot of whoopings. They ain't had no slaves except seven or eight. In fact, they was poor white trash trying to get rich. So they make us work. They works from daylight to dark. And sometimes we just gets one meal a day. The master says that empty niggers am good niggers and that full niggers has got the devil in them. And we ain't allowed to go nowhere at night. That is if they knowed it. I see the time that niggers from all over the neighborhood gang up and have fun anyhow. But if they heard the patrollers coming, gallop it on a horse, they'd fly. Crap shooting was the style then, but a heap of times they can't find nothing to bet. I toted water, cause that's all I was big enough to do. And let me tell you that when the war was over, I ain't had nary a spring of hair on my head, cause the wooden buckets, what I toted on it, wore it plumb off. When we got hungry, and could find a pig, a calf, or a chicken, no matter who it had belonged to, it didn't belong to us. We raised a heap of cane, and we ate brown sugar. It's funny that the little bit they gived us was what they now calls wholesome food, and it show sure make big husky niggas. My mammy had more grit than any gal I now knows of has in her craw. She plowed a hateful little donkey that was about as hungry as she was. And he was a cuss, if and there ever was one. Mammy was a little brown gal then, tough as nails, and she ain't axing that donkey no odds at all. She used to take him out at 12 and start for the house and that donkey would hunch up his back 
and swear that she wasn't going to ride him home. Mammy would swear that she would, and the war would be on. He'd throw her, but she'd get back on, and after she'd win the fight, he'd go for the house as fast as a scalded dog. When we heard that the Yankees was coming, we were scared. Cause Moss Abernathy told us that they'd skin us alive. I remembers it was the last of April or the first of May when they come. And I had started for the cane filled with a bucket of water on my head. But when I sees them Yankees coming, I drops the bucket and runs. The folks there bouts burnt the bridge across the river, but the Yankees carried a rope bridge with them, so they crossed anyhow. Them Yankees took everything that they saw, even to our cush, what we had cooked for our supper. Cush was cornmeal, onions, red pepper, salt, and grease. That is, if we had any grease. They killed all the cows, pigs, chickens, and stole all the horses and mules. We was glad to be free. And let me tell you, we sure cussed old master out before we left there. Then we come to Raleigh. I's always been a farmer, and I's made right good. I like the white folkses, and they likes me, but I tell you, miss... I'd rather be a nigger any day than to be like my old white folks was. End of section 40. Read by Quincy Minor, Austin, Texas, April 14th, 2022.